I fell into drinking. I fell into smoking. I started doing shrooms again, like, every weekend. And then I was walking around by myself, and I saw one of the pastors, and he invited me to church the next day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to church. You know, I've been holding this off for too long. I came to church the next day. Mark Marcellus was preaching a revival. And you know what? That was the day I bowed my knee to Jesus Christ. And ever since then, I still have my struggles, but I never really looked back. You know what I mean? I never wanted that life again. And ever since then, I was sober. I stopped cussing. I started I started looking for God with a true heart, with a true repentant heart. Welcome back, everybody, to the Light It Up podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Taylor. Today with us, we have our co-host, Rafael Alvarez. What's up, y'all? And our guest today, Joshua Santiago. Oh, what's up, guys? Yeah. (laughs) If you have not seen part one, make sure you check that out because a lot of things are going to be confusing in this episode if you haven't heard the last one. Make sure you go check it out. It came out last week, seven days ago. But today, we're going to be continuing Joshua's story incredible story last week we heard about his life before salvation what happened how he grew up how he got involved in the drug partying lifestyle into the things of this world and how he grew up to become the very thing he hated so very very interesting stuff make sure you go check it out but today we're going to be hearing his redemption story we are going to be hearing the aftermath how he got saved and how he is here on this christian podcast today so (laughs) without further ado joshua take it away start off where we ended last week all right sounds good all right so we'll go to the part where um i lost my uncle i lost him to gun violence and that led me to hating the world even more which is crazy, and led me, okay, say he died on this day, at least like a month or two later, that's when the devil really got a hold of me, and I started doing, I started doing like hardcore drugs other than like drinking and, uh, drinking alcohol and smoking. It got worse from there, like really worse. Uh, and so at the time any particular reason why or was just maybe like you trying to cope it was because of the people i hung out with the coping trying to numb the pain like it sucked bro like it's everything (laughs) yeah like that first so like the the first like two weeks bro it was just i was hurting i was hurting so bad and like I think like a day or two after I heard like my uncle passed away. Like we just started drinking, we started smoking, we started doing like other drugs. It's like I regret it. I regret it so much. Cause like that's that's not a good way to cope with the pain. There's nothing that's gonna satisfy you for so long. The next morning you're just gonna wake up feeling empty handed, feeling like, oh you need more. Oh, you need an- another high, you need another hit whatever you know 
And so my uncle passed away. His son was staying with him at the time, but since he passed away, he had nowhere to stay. So we stayed at my house. And that's where like we, I started hanging out with his friends and his friends are just not the best, not the best influence, we'll just say that. And <laughs> that's when I started, that's when I started partying even more. That's when I started going like, started serving the devil basically, you know? There's only two, ma there's only one master you could serve, you know? It's either God or the devil. And I was living for, I was living for the devil. That's, that's what I was living for. And I hate to even say that because it sucks. Fast forward, after all the partying, all the yada, 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 just a bunch of nonsense. Uh, my, my cousin's brother, so my uncle's other son, he got involved in some stupid stuff where now he's in prison or he's in jail right now, headed to prison for almost half of his life. So like that kind of flicked the switch in my head after like hearing what happened. He got in like this argument, he was drunk and some stupid stuff happened. And so and behold, someone, someone died. Someone died, that's, that's the end of it. And he's in prison now, facing judgment because of what he did. But he understands now. And he repented of it. Thank God. He turned his life to God right now. He's living for God, thankfully. Wow. Yeah, amen. Praise God for that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And a month later, my cousin, the one that first started staying with us, he got into drugs heavy. He was more into drugs than myself. And, and that's saying it was, something. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I'm not saying I was like a crazy hardcore lunatic, but you know, like if a church person sees the person I was like, they'd be like, damn, this dude's crazy. But yeah. uh, I'm saying he was crazy. Like for the things that he would do, he would rob people. He would go do all kinds of stuff. And he was living with us at the time. He took a bunch of Xanax and I was, I was chilling in my room. And then, like, out of nowhere, you just hear my brother scream, like, ah, oh, we need help. Like, like he's not breathing. And then, like, we go. I run out. I'm like, what the heck's happening? And then my cousin's just passed out, like, on the floor. He looks dead. It was, like, the most scariest thing ever, like, seeing your own cousin. Like, he was, like, my brother at that point, too. It was, it was such a messed up situation to be in. And we took him to the bath. Uh, we threw like cold water on him, trying to wake him up, and he was like slowly like coming back. But like, I don't know. I I thought he was dead. It was so crazy. The ambulance came. They took him, and we'll say like a month later, he got he got better. Thank God, praise God. God saved him. He got better, and we're like, bro, you need help, because he was he was a born addict. So I don't know if you guys know what that is. So say your mother and parents. Okay, so. So I probably don't know what I don't know what that is, but I can probably guarantee that Raphael knows what that is. Do you know what that is? Yep. <laughs> Called it. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I can I can so, I can sum up, I guess, because I like I'm not it's not that I'm like completely clueless, but I have some kind of knowledge of, of that world. Yeah. Sorry. So we'll just we'll just uh we'll just say just give a definition for everybody just who else is not not like understanding of it. That say that the parents they're all like on drugs and they have you, and while you are in your mother's womb, 
they would still smoke crack, do coke, all kinds of stuff. Like, and then you come out like addicted to, we'll say crack. You're addicted to crack. So he was a born addict. So like, ever since a little kid, he was addicted to, to whatever you know, downers, a lot of stuff. It was it was sad. Like just growing up, his testimony is even more crazy and more powerful. Like God changed him for real. But right now he's struggling. Mm-hmm. But so we sent him, we talked to him. We're like, you need to go to rehab. You're either gonna go to a rehab that we know and it's church based, Pentecostal, uh, or you're gonna go home to your mother in Arizona. And out there is even worse than over here. Like out there is just no bueno. Everything just drug drug based. That's that's how it is out there. So we sent him out there and after three months we could go visit him. So we went to go visit him and he's like, I wanna come home. We're like, No, you can't, like you have to be there for a year. So we visit him three months later and you know what? He was a completely different man. It was he was changed from the inside out, you know. I was still smoking and doing drugs at the time. And like that, like he was like a full reborn Christian. Like it was, it wasn't the man that I knew. It wasn't the liar. It wasn't the thief. It wasn't the addict. It was the new creation. And it was such a blessing to see that. And it, it honestly inspired me. It inspired me so much. And like eventually, like I, I was like, I you know what? Yo, uh, sorry to um to interrupt you but how did you guys like come to the conclusion of bringing your cousin to her like a christian like a faith-based um yeah that's a great uh, question kind of home instead of just a regular home because i my grandma, just your grandma yeah my grandma she knew so like i said my my family was like really like into the drugs like the drug scene so like one of right. my one of my cousins she goes there so that's how we knew about it and then my grandma like she keeps everybody together like glue, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just that person. And she's like, you know what? I know about this place. And I know that she's doing very well out there. And why don't you give it a try? That's oh. basically it, you know? Those Pentecostal grandmas, mom, they'll get you. Heck yeah. Honestly, she wasn't even Pentecostal. She was just. Just to. She went to was... Legacy. She went to Legacy for a while, but she didn't like it because they were doing too much, you know, mm. like those mega churches type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like, bringing out the flags. Searching... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was searching for a church for a while, but watch, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that here. Oh yeah, okay. my, my bad. Okay, my yeah, bad. you got to keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Don't let it stop me. <laughs> All right, and then so it inspired me. I was I was back at home, you know. I was like, you know what? I wanna I wanna be sober. I want to I wanna cut all this out because he, my cousin's doing it. Both my cousins are doing it. My cousin in jail, he's forced to be sober, thank God. And then <laughs> the one at, at the church, he was, he chose to be sober. It was like, heck yeah, bro. Like, I'm going to do it with you guys. So I stopped for a while. I slowly picked it back up later on. Like, uh, whenever I was, okay, so before, I was a senior in high school. I stopped. Actually, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Before I was a senior in high school, I stopped, and I started doing my own thing. I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna smoke anymore. I wasn't. 
too close to God at the time, but like he was probably just like tugging on my heart to like get closer to him. But I was I was doing my own thing. I was playing sports. I was staying away from all the bad people, all the bad all the bad characters. Like I think God was just trying to like push me in the right direction, you know, just give me signs and all that. And I thank him for that, you know. Thank him for not letting the devil get a hold of me. And like, I don't know, it's it's crazy. But so fast forward a little bit. Shoot, I don't even know when. It was pretty recent. It's probably at least like over a year and a half ago where I was like, you know what, like, what is one drink? What is one sip of alcohol going to do to me, you know? Like, it's just it's just a little bit. Like, I was so tempted into drinking. I don't know why. I think just the people around me again, you know, like, once, bro, it's crazy. Once I stopped smoking and drinking and stuff, like, everybody around me started doing it. It was, like, the most craziest temptation of the, like, ever, bro. It was, it was so terrible. And I fell into it. I fell back into it. I fell into drinking. I fell into smoking. I started doing shrooms again, like, every weekend. And then, eventually, I got kicked out. It's like, shoot. Well, now what? I got an apartment with my roommate. And then it just started going again, you know, just started going even more half. Because my parents weren't home. There ain't no parents. You know, I can do what I want. I started working. I started getting my own money. And the devil's a liar, I swear. He just do what you want. Do what you want to do. And I started doing my own thing. And it just led me down depression, you know, such depression. Because I was just trying to, like, straight up be a part of the world. It sucked because I was trying to bring people with me. I was trying so hard. I'll peer pressure my roommate to drink. I'll peer pressure him to do shrooms. I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, come on, bro. Like, do it. Don't be a wuss. Come on, you got this. Like, I would push him so much. And I feel so bad for doing it because even, like, trying to get with women, I would try to push into it. It's like, nah, like, the devil had me, bro. It was, I was corrupt. My heart was corrupt. I had, a, I had no heart. And it sucked. But we'll fast forward a little bit. My my sister, she had a baby with my pastor's uh, cousin. So like they were together. And then my pastor, he just got sent out like a little over a year ago. And he contacted, uh, he contacted his cousin, saying, you know what, come join us for church. They started going to the church, and they got locked in, and then got eventually saved. they brought okay. my, yeah, yeah, I got saved. Eventually they, uh, they invited my grandma, she got locked in, boom, another soul saved. And then they would always invite my family, they would always invite me, my mom would go, she halfway in halfway out sadly and that's because of my father he doesn't like our church for some odd reason um they would always invite me always always invite me i'm like you know what i'll go never go yeah maybe one day i'll go 
maybe I'll go this day. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and eventually, my sister invited me to a car show. And well, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to a car show. I love cars. I love lowriders. Like, let's do it, you know? I went. And it was cool. I didn't even know it was, like, really. I knew it was, like, a church. But, like, I didn't even know where the church was. I thought it was, like, a different building. And we're all outside. There was a concert going. There was food, drinks, and it was cool. Like I brought, I brought one of my roommates. I brought one of my friends, and we got to meet some people that I know till this day. And then I was walking around by myself, and I saw one of the pastors. And I thought he was the pastor of the church that I was around, and he invited me to church the next day. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to church. You know, I've been holding this off for too long. I came to church the next day. Mark Marcellus was preaching a revival. And you know what? That was the day I bowed my knee to Jesus Christ. And ever since then, I still have my struggles, but I never really looked back. You know what I mean? I never wanted that life again. And ever since then, I was sober. I stopped cussing. I started I started living for God with a true heart, with a true repentant heart. And He's just been blessing my, he's been blessing myself. He's been blessing the people around me and he's been our provider, you know, our soul, our protector, you know, he's been our protector. And it's, it's been a blessing. He's been so faithful to us, to the church, to my, to my roommates. Like it was a blessing to even go to boot camp with you guys. Like that's where I met yeah. you guys. You know what I mean? I was yes, only safe for like eight months at the time, nine months. I don't know. I couldn't really tell you. But now, on November 13th, it's been a year. It's been a, it's been a year and a month. Hey. It's been one year and one month I've been saved. And you know what? It's like a blink of an eye, and I do not regret it at all. It's yeah. been awesome. That's it, man. That's it right there. What yep. it's for. So just before we end, I want to ask a few questions in regards to what happened after salvation. So Yeah. So you mentioned how you grew up hating your parents. After salvation, what happened to them? Like, obviously you forgave them, but did you ever kind of voice that, like, you know, just kind of coming to them saying, I'm sorry for all that stuff I did, and I just want you guys to know I forgave you. Was there ever that type of exchange? Not fully, honestly. It hasn't been fully, but, like, I used to never say I love you to my dad. Never, but another scenario that happened in my life made me want to say I love you to my dad, even before I was saved. So, like, I started, even before salvation, I started trying my hardest to build up my, to build up our relationship with my father and my mother. My mother, I've always been close to her, and she knows that I love her, you know? And my father, he knows that I love him now, you know? And that's that's one of the biggest things that was so hard for me to do. But now with Jesus Christ, it's like even easier to say it, even easier to express it, even easier to show it, you know. And I haven't fully, I don't think I really ever told him, like, I forgive you of the things that you've done in my life. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will now. <laughs> After this podcast, Joshua has a few things to take care of. No, but I think judging from what you're saying and, how your heart is, I, I think, I, I, from what I see, 
you have no resentment or hate towards your father. If you were if you were to be asked right now, do you hate your father? I believe you would not. You would not say that you do. And yep. and that I mean clearly. And it is very interesting because when people experience the love of God, they realize like how like they realize what love is. I mean, I was reading yep. this God is love. God is the mm -hmm. very definition of love. Like, why is that? Like, why is okay, yep. God was a deity or something? Why is he love? God is love because of who he is. The very character of God is love. And everything he does and everything he says, it is love. And everything he does, like, oh, what about the judgment? Like, what about the thing he's going to do Like after, in the seven years of tribulation? You don't realize that God uses that. To save souls, God marks the souls that are. There's a certain count, I forget, it's like 200 something thousand, right? That are going to get saved through that tribulation. Through that, even in that judgment, God still loves us enough to save those souls that are willing to be saved. Now, how, why does this mean God is the very definition of love? He just is. There's no other way to explain it. the things He does. Read the Bible. Yeah. Read the Bible. God is love. Everything he does. He sent his son to die. His son is the yeah. definition of love. His Holy Spirit is the definition of love. They are love. God is love. So it's very interesting when you experience, when you experience God for the first time, you many times experience love for the first time. And I think that's the case with you, Josh. I mean, you, you had never somewhat felt love you had never had that peace from your family that we so often find but you found that in god and yeah. then what happened is you almost forgot why you hate your family because you realize god is love you know oh preach it preach it yeah. <laughs> but i just wanted to say you know how people struggling to honor their Maybe they're living in rebellion a little bit. Maybe there's some church kids that are a little mad at their parents. What is something you would say to them right now that would change their perspective if they have not? I mean, if you haven't been, if your perspective hasn't been changed at this point. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. what, would you, what would you say to them? I would say if you want to truly glorify God himself, how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? That's the question. Alright? And the answer is by being obedient. By obeying him. Cause like okay, say this. You go to a store and you see a crazy kid just acting bananas, acting crazy. You're gonna look at it and be like, you know what? Who where the where are their parents? Where are their parents in this situation like? They need to get their they need to get their son and get them out of here. So that that could be like us, you know. If someone looks at us, be like, you know what, like, where are their parents? Like, where where's God in this situation? You know, like if you say you're a Christian and you start doing these crazy things, they're gonna look at you and be like, your father did not teach you this. Your father did not show you how to love like that. Your father did not show you how to hate like that. You know. So like, that's that's a. Once you start obeying God, then you start obeying your parents, cause 
if you start getting into the word of God, then you will understand that you have to be obedient, not just to God, but to your parents. Yeah. Preach so it, brother. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that. I know it's not like a full-on thing directly towards <laughs> the question, but it's trying to like hit it from like a third-point perspective. You know what I mean? Because it's more than just you obeying your parents. It's you being obedient to God and glorifying God through what you do. It's like, it's like a thing that I say whenever I pray, like, let your light shine through me and let the things that I do glorify you. Like, let it glorify light you. Every you should light it up, bro. <laughs> light it up. Light it up. Straight up. Not in no sinner way. In a Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. way. Holy Spirit fire from head yeah. to toe. Straight up. Like, if we have that fire in us. I know whoever's listening to this, some of y'all were at boot camp on that Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Just let, just let God work through you. Let God work through you. Set that fire in your soul that no man could burn out. You know what I mean? Amen. Yeah. And um, a quick note from me. I have personally dealt with this before, this kind of spirit of rebellion. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and I've learned everything. But what I can say is what I learned from that is that rebellion stems from self-absorption. You care so much about yourself, you don't care about what anyone else has to say because you care about what you want, what you know, what you care about. In to reference Josh's story from last episode, you know, when, when you pinned your, your dad down, you thought you were protecting your mom. But I mean, you didn't, obviously, you know, there, there was a different way you could have done that. In a way, I think what happened was as you were trying to protect your mom, you were also trying to harm your dad because of the hate and resentment you had to him. So it wasn't just about your mom. It was also something that you had inside of you that came out and lashed out in oh, rebellion and in disrespect. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it for our own. That's the problem that we have that was so caught up that of as a person, as a as a uh, Christ, or like as a, a Christian, we're like we could do with it. We could we as a person, me as Rafael Alvarez, I'm gonna deal with this bitterness, I'm gonna deal with this hatred, I'm gonna deal with this rejection and all that. I'm gonna be able to fix it. But you never do exit at the end of the day. We never Take do it for me, bro. It won't work. That's why we look in the word. Honestly, that's why we look in the word and we incline mm -hmm. our ear to wisdom. Like, from what I said, bro, it's, it's not worth it. And all we need to do in times like that is have a true repentant heart. That's mm -hmm. why we turn away from that. That's, that's the only advice I could give you right now as a Christian to another Christian is that you repent from the bitterness, the pride, the hate, all of that. And you turn away from it and you walk in love. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. look for scriptures about love. Look for scriptures about repentance. Everything that you need to look for, it's all in there. You know, it's all in there. Yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you, bro. Like, it's it's all there in the Bible, bro. And if if I can do it, bro, you can do it. If Wyatt can do it, you can do it too, bro. If Jesus could do it, we you might be it. able to do it. You <laughs> might be able to do it. You might be able to do it. You know what I mean? Bro. Yeah, you. I'll, I'll pay close attention to you, bro. 
Probably got to be faithful. Faithful. That's, always want to grow. Always want to know more about yeah, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. and, yeah. There you go. There you go. Bro, there's nothing that we could do so much to like, oh, I already know it all. Heck, bro. That's what the Pharisees think, you know? And the Pharisees didn't even know Jesus Christ was in in front of their eyes. Oh, yeah. in the scripture it says that one, and I know it's completely different. Like, but in the Bible it says one who says who does not have sin is a fool. I, I could, I know it's very like, oh, you're sinning and all. Oh, I don't have, I don't have it, but like, I could kind of see it as like, like if you think you know, it kind of a fool as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's what rebellion stems from: the fact that you know better. Why are these Why are these dumb parents telling me what to do? I know what to do. I will tell you that in my personal testimony, I will tell you two things changed my life, COVID and prayer. Prayer, if you truly struggle, like there were times when I was like, gosh, I hate the way I treat my parents sometimes. And then the next day, you know, I treat my parents like crap. Yep. So what you need to pray for is a selfless heart, a selfless heart. And you need to pray that you would love your parents love your authority whoever may be pray that you love them because god is love so if you're hate if you hate people i doubt you're a christian unfortunately <laughs> you know what does jesus say yeah he says okay i'm gonna butcher this scripture but you know he says before you offer your sacrifice go make sure you reconcile with your brother first that sacrifice isn't the same if you still have that resentment in your heart because god is love God doesn't accept hate. For real. So when you pray, if you truly struggle with that and you want to change, I encourage you, you pray, God, give give me a love for my parents, for my authority, whatever, whoever may be. And God, help me to be selfless because it stems from self, unfortunately. Now, nobody understands me. Like, dude, that's, you're very self-centered right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least 20 other people in the church went through that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So, yeah. I know this is, I'm going to point, point Blake, say it. Us disrespecting our parents and all that, 100% is not showing God's love and all that. But what happened to those people that see you do it? Or exactly. What happened to yeah. the, what, even, even to your parents? Are you going to push them away from God if they're not saved? And it's just a thought for you because remember, we're called to, to bring people to Christ, not push people away. That's one of the scariest things to me personally. I've seen a, a I, I said this before, there's a like a statistic that like 60% of atheists used to be Christians or some kind of religion, yeah. and they were pushed, they were pushed away from the from God, pushed away from the oh. church or some kind of church hate or something like that. And I don't want to be one of those Christians that do that. I don't want to yeah, be a Christian exactly. to push someone away from God. I don't want to be at the end of the day, me meeting heaven, me seeing God face to face. And then I look on the right side, someone that I know that I pushed away from God and he's going to hell or they're going to hell. I don't want to see that. Amen, bro. Amen. Yeah. Good so, stuff. Amazing. <laughs> um, not to do like a part three four five <laughs> all right thank you guys for watching we had an amazing time with joshua santiago um if you do not want to miss upcoming episodes make sure you follow subscribe 
on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Stay connected. Stay updated. Um, next week, we're going to be starting something very special. Next week, we're going to be starting something called Throwback Month. So, what this means is we are going to have some of our very early season one guests back on. Not the same subject, new subject, but uh, we're going to have them back on. A uh, few names are. No, I'm just kidding. You guys have to wait and see for that. Y'all find out right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to the count and leak all the names. <laughs> but stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. That's coming next week. And uh, without further ado, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Why we give you a high five? I will. <laughs>